This is DJ. And this is Ish. And this is season season six six of Better Let Let Me Tell You. That is from the catalog of the bold oh, Taylor Dane. You caught me. <laughs> well, you really did. You weren't paying attention at all. You were, I do- you were doodling. I was, do- I was literally were, doodling. Yeah, you were literally doodling. <laughs> well, on that bold note. Welcome to episode 256 of Pero Let Me Tell You. Yes. Happy Friday, everybody. Yes. Pero Friday. Hashtag well, Pero Friday. Welcome back, Pero Primos. How's everybody's summer going? Well, I think everybody's summer is going great. Um, ours is better now that our phones have not melted. Oh my gosh. (laughs) We're recording without melting. So last week, as many of you know, we were at Melbourne Beach, Florida. And, um, you know, we were like really excited. We had the perfect spot, like where to record. I was like setting up like the cameras for like. We put on all the off. Yes. We, I, (laughs) we, we, we took all the equipment. We were like super excited. Uh, I was like. You know, putting up both tripods at like the perfect camera setting, and we we were under an umbrella barely. Mm-hmm. if not. But the cameras were not covered <laughs> oh, by the shade of yeah. the umbrella, so we failed to realize that the um, that the cameras were going to be in the hot sun. Yeah, electronics. And um, they sort of uh, went a little haywire. They reacted accordingly. Yeah. The phone was like, I'm about to turn into lava. Yeah. <laughs> Liquid hot magma. You almost just put away a puddle. We're in a volcano, Scott. Remember, we're surrounded by liquid hot <laughs> magma. Anyway, so, um, but we're back. And we had a great time in Melbourne Beach. I, You know, maybe some of you listeners have... Um, been to Melbourne Beach, mm-hmm. but there's something that I really learned um, from there. And you know, we're both <laughs> Floridians. We both grew up going to the you know the beach a yeah, lot. It's not a surprise. So the beach is no something we're not familiar with. The bugs in Melbourne Beach are nothing to play with at all. Those uh, things are prehistoric. Now, now you see them and the horse I, flies. I don't know what it is. Those else, things are prehistoric. Know, they are. Yeah. They. I don't know. They came from Jurassic Park is in Melbourne Beach. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, the, I, listen. I think that you can't take a small child there. No, if unless I, you dip them in like off. Any like, child under a year can't leave the house. No, 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 no. They can't. Oye, porque mira que nosotros nos echamos eh, de todo. off de todo, and you know, no, so, and, so, and some of us came out worse than others. Yes, but we were. It's funny because I was among the first in the group to get attacked. But by the end of the the week, everybody, everybody, everybody you know, you did. I, well, I we, feel you weren't one of the first. No, but by the time I came back, like the next day. I was like, I, I've got like ronchas and stuff. So ronchas. yeah, ronchas. That's, That's such a great word. Great word. Tengo such una roncha. <laughs> so before we word. go any further, yes. Before we go any further, special announcement. Today is a very special day. Yes. We want to give a shout out to a very very special listener. Absolutely. So today is Lincoln's ninth birthday, Woo-hoo! and Lincoln. Although he's all of nine years old, <laughs> he is one of our biggest fans. Yes, loyal listener. Li- loyal listener. So we want to give that little man a shout out. Yes. So, happy birthday, Lincoln. Happy birthday, Lincoln. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> you threw me off by going that route. 
<laughs> well, I mean, we're better. Let me tell you, we're we gonna be like true. happy birthday, that's true, that's Lincoln. True, that's true, that's but true. um, you know, we hope you yes. have a great birthday, Lincoln. Um, and you're one of our favorite little people. Yes. Um, and maybe later in the episode, we're gonna have a little interview with someone who may also say happy birthday. But uh, but we wanted to wish you uh, all the best, all the best, a great year, lots of fun in the summer. So much. Uh, Love to you and your family on your birthday. So, how have you been doing? How are you doing? (laughs) I mean, I'm okay, I guess. You know, and overall, it's summer, so that's not a bad thing. Mm -hmm. I mean, it sucks, though, because we were on vacation last week, so this week we're not. Yeah, because as we said last week, it's a cruel summer. Exactly. And Bananarama or Ace of Base. Either way, you're fine. And and Um, (laughs) You're good. But it's such a downer that, that week after... Oh, when you come back from vacation? Yeah, especially oh, when you come worst. back from a beach vacation, because every time you look in the mirror, you still see the tan. No, I think <laughs> that when you come back from vacation, you should have like... A day or two. To, to vacation bereavement time. <laughs> yeah. VBT? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, it's so funny, like, especially like during my college years that I used to travel. My college years and even my early to mid 20s, those were the good years. Those were the ones you remember. I would take an international vacation, a domestic vacation, and a cruise. Yes. And and a road trip many times. Yeah, like a little weekend. And and a Disney trip. Like, those were the good years. Those were the good years. years. Those were the good years. Now it's like, with all the planning. (laughs) <laughs> no, now it requires planning. But even with all the planning, you can't yeah. do half of that. Yeah. And um, I remember that when I would go like to Europe, especially, you know, that we'd be gone to Europe for like two mm-hmm. weeks, two and a half weeks, sometimes right. three weeks. I would like literally come back from Europe like Sunday, 10 p.m. And I'm like, well, I'm going to work on Monday because I would use that <laughs> vacation time to, to like the, last, the second. last second. I'm like, I'm not one of these people that's flying back on Thursday to kind of like, oh, let me fly back on Thursday. So I kind of, you know, settle back settle in. Back, okay, settle back in. Yeah. Settle back in. That, that's what the plane is for. You sleep on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Do you yeah. sleep on planes? I, you know this. I fall asleep on planes like before they even take off. Yeah. So do I. Yeah. It's the best. It's the best. That's it's why like, I always get a window seat. It's like I remember when, when, uh, Flying to Australia, I Ooh. fell asleep and I wake up and it's like, oh, there's four hours left. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, this is like. <laughs> You're almost there. I'm almost there, you know, compared to like yeah. that it takes about five days to get to <laughs> Australia. You know? Oh, but, what a um, great sleep that must be. Yeah. You know what? You know when I flew to Australia, what I watched on TV? I had to watch a concert of Kylie Minogue. I'm like, well, that's you're not going to go to Australia right, and not right. watch uh, Kylie. You know, Kylie. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, whatever. And of course, because it was Virgin Australia, the airline uh-huh. uh, took to Australia, um, they had like a whole section of Kylie Minogue. Oh, what a wonderful way to fly. <laughs> well, well, it is KM Air. That's true. That's true. The exits are located in the front and, and the, the back rear, of uh, the craft. craft. That's right. Um, so, anyway. <laughs> Okay, so <clears throat> obviously we can't talk about current events without talking about like what dominated the news. Yes, literally this whole week, which it really was, did, uh, yeah, because yeah. it happened on the, the thing with the submarine, right? Uh, with the Titan submarine, it, it happened on Sunday, and oh, it was Sunday. I thought it was it, later. It, in the well, week. they lost the the, the last signal. signal on Sunday, mm-hmm. and then Thursday it's when they they found the the debris field. Mm-hmm. So it was the whole week, and um. 
you know, a lot of people have been talking about this. A lot of people have had opinions on it. You know, I feel like any news story when it first happened or when the first broke the news, uh, people are kind of just watching. Right. But then, of course, in this world that we live in, you know, within 48 hours, everybody has an opinion. Well, and now everybody's an oceanographer. Oh, it's and true. So they're no, they're no longer experts on, what is it, the Menendez Law? Which one is it? The, <laughs> the... <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The one that that, uh, that that the immigration and the oh my god that everybody became an expert on. Uh, and, yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> uh, yes. Well, <laughs> in infectious disease experts. Uh-huh, and, yes. You know, the, so the expertise just now everybody's yeah. an oceanographer exactly and a deep sea diver. Uh, <laughs> but everybody now has opinions on it. The memes are rolling around. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, quick what recap. It is, yeah. uh, quick recap. Recap. So. There's this submarine called the Titan um, by this company called Ocean Gate. And pretty much this this submarine was not... I'm sorry. Every time I say submarine, I want to say, we all live in the yellow I submarine. I will say, you are being fairly generous calling it a submarine. Okay, well, it, it is I mean, technically, it, it, technically it is, but I so mean, it's... So, this company, Ocean Gate, uh, had this submarine called the Titan. And um, I believe it was the only submarine that could take paying guests down to see the wreck of the Titanic. Usually, uh, submarine uh, missions, if you will, or um, launches mm-hmm. are done with like scientists right. and, and people that are experts right. that go down. It's a study. It's a study, yes. Right. Not a tourist So study. usually it's something that's not open to tourists, regular, tourists or civilians, if you will. Um, but this particular company did. And um, you had to pay $250,000 to, to take this journey, mm-hmm. this trip. Uh, so it was very expensive. So obviously people that would be paying be um, right. tourists in the submarine were people that were very wealthy. It's not you and I. Um, coincidentally, when a little bit of context in terms of my knowledge of this, when this first broke the news story on Sunday or when I don't know if I saw it on Sunday or on Monday, I was like, this looks very familiar. Why do I know about this submarine called the Titan from this company called Ocean Gate? And I'm like CBS Sunday morning. And I'm like, oh, that's because this was profiled on CBS <laughs> Sunday morning. It's been a while. It's been a while. It's been a this while. This was profiled on CBS Sunday morning four months ago, four or five months ago. Yeah. So I'm like, this is why this all looks very familiar. <laughs> and in fact, it was. And I looked up the report that I saw yep. a few months ago. And what was interesting in that report was that the reporter for CBS mm-hmm. Sunday morning who went on the submarine with them, and they were supposed to go to the wreck of Titanic. There was a day because they, they went out well, there. He didn't. He he went. No, so let oh. me explain. Oh. They went out there and they 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 went to the wreck site, uh, which is about a two day sail from I think New Brunswick or something. So so. The first day they were there, there was bad weather. The second day they were there, there was something else with bad weather. Then mm-hmm. the third day, he went in and they were able... This is a reporter now that was doing a package for CBS Sunday Morning. So this was like four or five months ago. Yes. Okay. He, um, the, the I think fourth, third day or third try, he gets in there and um, he descends with them. And they got lost for five hours. And this comes out in the report. They were lost for five hours. So when they show that in the report, they start to show also how this submarine was kind of put by parts. Yeah, like it, it, he got it, it, a part it, at Hobby Lobby. It was kind of Frankenstein. Another one was like um, tape. They control it with like a PlayStation yes, remote yeah. and all that. All that was true. 
And um, there's even a part where the reporter was like signing the waiver. Jeez, oh, that waiver's scary. And yeah. um, and then finally, so they obviously didn't see the wreck that day. And then on the fourth day, they descended and they actually saw the Titanic, but the reporter was not part of it. He stayed behind on the, the boat where they launched it from. So the point was that you went away watching this report saying like, okay, this is a cool thing people are doing. So but it, it did do a successful dive. In, in the and, report, in the, it did. In, in, in that, the report, okay, it did. Okay. It did. Okay. Um, after a few failed attempts, predominantly because of weather and because they were lost for five hours. Um, but you did get this feeling that this vessel, uh, this wasn't really a, that I know of or had come out in the news, uh, approved by any agency or anything like mm -hmm. this. This was put together by this company. It was made of titanium or so. And it had done several successful missions to the wreck site of the Titanic. Oh, I thought this was the first. No, this was okay. not the first. Okay. It had done several successful missions. Okay. Um, there was even a lady that they interviewed in the report that I don't think she was wealthy. Um, she said that she had been, this was her life savings. Like she didn't even buy a house because she wanted to see the wreck of the Titanic. Okay. What is it about this damn ship? So, so the point, the, the reason I bring that up is because this had a bit of a history of being a little finicky. Right. right, right, right. Um, I mean, all explorations to a certain point are, mm -hmm. um, so, you know, that's a little bit of context and background in terms of, of the ship of the submarine. So mm -hmm. what's your take on it? So. I mean, first and foremost, let's put it up, up out there. You know, five five people aboard, right? Yes. Lost their lives. That's horrible. I don't think anybody can take away from that, right? Like, that's just a given. Nobody should lose their life on a tourist expedition. I mean, I think that's <laughs> that's a pretty understandable statement to, to all agree on. I will say this. You know, they had made some, and I'm finding this out now, they had made some successful dives to the to the wreck site and all that. But it does not seem to me like they took any learnings, shall we say, and updated the equipment. You know what I mean? It seemed like if, like from when the reporter went down, that it seemed a little rickety and a little, you know, DIY, that they didn't take that opportunity to be like, okay, great. So now let's improve this. Let's improve that. Like it just, it seemed like it was still that. that. Maybe they did. But the point, the thing is that that submarine was not. It, it wasn't. It didn't have a quality control from a certain agency or department. So nobody. So knew, there was no I mean, real, maybe oh, they, an oversight. Maybe oversight. maybe they had internal quality controls and oversight, but it wasn't on a like OSHA an agency or anything level. Yeah. Um, I will say this. My 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 biggest thing, or I'm like aside from the waiver, which you know, like you said, you know, when you fly, you've told you know, when you fly a plane, you're essentially signing acceptance when you buy the ticket and all that. The part that really freaks me out about all of that 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 vehicle is that it could not, could not be opened from the inside. They also show that on the CBS Sunday Morning Report. <laughs> so They you, screw it in from the outside. You are You're, being sealed into this yeah, essentially, I mean, I'm going to say it like a metal coffin. I mean, you are being sealed into this thing and shoved to the depths of the ocean. No thank you. No, thank you. I know it's not like I have great lungs. It's not like I'm Aquaman. I can't swim out, you know, that high. But I'd like to think there's a shot. You know, at least I can get out and you can meet me halfway or something. I don't know. But almost 13,000 feet. That the Titanic well, maybe is I'll under. make it to 20 feet. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I will say this, though. I, uh, the Titanic, it's, uh, I don't understand the appeal of like, like this woman who was like her life savings. I'm like, mm -hmm. it's, you, 
it's just it's a ship that sank. Like, well, I mean, it's it's a big deal for a lot of people. I mean, look, I'm a I'm an ocean liner okay. aficionado, if okay. you will. But, but yes, I don't have any, I don't have any need to go down and see the wreck. This of the is Titanic. what I'm saying. <laughs> like, right? Like, it's just that thing of like, but why? Like, I th- that's more my question. Is like, I want to understand the phenomena of of people that are so obsessed with the Titanic to go see it. I mean, I mean, look, More you can make that else. argument about a oh, lot yeah, of, yeah. you can make that argument about a lot of things. Yeah, but they're not at the bottom of the ocean floor. <laughs> no, that's true. But I mean, look, they, they want to do space exploration open to civilians and it costs a lot of money too. That's true. But what do you think about like, you know, especially now that everybody has an opinion and it's all over the internet of people, you know, saying, oh, this is like rich man's, you know, right. stuff. And like, this is capitalism. You know, this is like late stage. Have you heard, seen that, that term? What does that mean? Late stage capitalism. What does that, I want somebody to please brief <laughs> me on stage, this. This is an obvious late stage capitalism, you know. As if capitalism when, was about to drop like tomorrow. When, you know, 700 people drowned in a boat, you know, leaving. Uh, right. Uh, the, the, um, Oh my god! It was off the coast of Italy. Yes, yes. Uh, war zones and things like that, and all that. Look, in terms of the media attention, I will say, you know, look as we as we know, opinions opinions are like you know, as I, as the saying goes, opinions are like buttholes. Everybody has one, and some of them stink. Um, but I. I just think it's it's the way it's where we are now, and again, it comes back to what we've said many times about social media, right? If something is hot, if there's a news story that's happening, now I have to, ha- I have to, I have to be part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I have to form an opinion because if I don't have an opinion, I can't be part of the conversation. Now, it doesn't matter if my opinion is formed or malformed or caustic or, or, or mean-spirited or... Because you've been saying or, a lot of or, terrible or, things or about preachy these or whatever. It doesn't matter the scope of your opinion. You just have to have one, quote-unquote, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that's just where we're at right now. I will say, you know, look... We can, we can, I'll use myself as the example, you know, I don't understand why anybody would do it, but I'm not going to sit here and make fun of these people. Right. I will say I wouldn't have done it. And the minute that they tell me, well, there's no real way to open it from the inside. I would have been like, mm, I'm good. I can stay but on do, land. Do you, or do you take, but, are you annoyed or you know, that, that this is like a rich man's. Um, kind of hobby that they think that they could go on a submarine and see, you know, go down to the depths but of the ocean. But that's nothing new. It's just, look, the, the extremely wealthy have always, you know, indulged in hobbies that mm-hmm. we can't. Yeah, look at, look at The Great Gatsby. Exactly, which is my favorite book of all time. I mean, you, you know how much I love The Great Gatsby, but... So, I mean, that whole thing of like, you know, oh, rich people are doing rich people things. It's nothing new. Um, doesn't mean you have to be on board with it. But, I mean, it, it, this is not no, is nothing new. It's just that now the scope of what that encompasses has expanded. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, oh, look at those rich people going on that, you know, cross a, cross a, crossing the Atlantic on a cruise liner. Oh, that's mm-hmm. only rich people stuff. Right. Now it's, oh, look at that rich guy going to the moon. Right. You know, it, it's so, just next level. So I have a lot of opinions on this, and my opinions are actually not going to be, they're not what a lot you know, a lot of people may think. I think that there, there was a lot of, in the last few days, of memes and things written about these people that, oh, you know, these are, this is what billionaires do, and they think that they could defy, you know, uh, law, and they right, could the defy laws of the laws of nature, and they think they're invincible, and all that. You know what? These people at the end of the day were people and they were 
husbands, they were fathers, they were brothers, they were neighbors, they were friends, they were co-workers, what have you. And these people lost their life in a very tragic way. And I really don't think that it's a flex. It, it imploded, right? Yes, it did. I really don't think that it's a flex to be like, oh, well, but look at what these people, you know, these billionaires put themselves into while 700 migrants drowned. Well, you know what? The 700 migrants drowning is completely, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. But you know what? Tragedy is not a competition. Well, it's it, not a competition. Tragedy yeah. is not a competition. And, and somebody's tragedy doesn't mean that another tragedy right. is 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 more or less. Tragedy is not a competition, people. And what really bothers me about this, all these arguments of now people going out and being all self-righteous, like, oh, look at what, you know, uh, these all these people drowning and all these boats and all that. Well, you know what? These people that are so outraged that, these, that this submarine and these victims got all this attention where... Whereas the boat of migrants, actually it was two different boats of migrants yeah. that overturned this week, did not get the media attention that they deserved because it does deserve media attention. Right. Well, do people that are outraged like this, do they get outraged every week, every month when people drown coming from Cuba to my, to to Florida? Because every week there's people that drown Yep, the right? Straits of Florida. In the Straits of Florida bodies. that drown. And if you're Cuban living in Miami, you know somebody or know, somebody in your family yep. or somebody around you who drowned coming from Florida. So do people get outraged on that as well? Or on, on many of the other atrocities and terrible things that happen in the world that, that you should, as a human being, feel bad about and you should mm -hmm. and should get attention. Those people that drowned in that boat coming, you know, leaving a war zone area this, this week should have gotten media attention. They should have. But they didn't. And because they didn't, we also should not ridicule the lives of these people that were lost in this incident. Well, because, because you know neither what? of them controlled the media coverage. None of, none of, none of them controlled the media coverage. The five people in that submarine, trust me, you know, if they didn't, if they for some time knew they were in peril, they weren't thinking like, oh my gosh, are we on CNN? I NBC? hope I'm prime time. You know, I hope I'm prime yeah. time. No, they wanted to survive. They wanted right. to get out of there. And to say that, you know, that these people did not deserve the humanity that other people did should have because they were billionaires and they think that they could have anything it, it is just so counterproductive in terms of People, it's so counterproductive in terms of the argument because what pe these people are trying to say is that, oh, well, these people here that are poor should get the attention, but instead these people did and screw these people. No, they're both human beings mm -hmm. with families, with friends that are, as I said, parents that are coworkers, and they deserve the respect and the humanity at the lives lost. Now, an argument can be made and a conversation could be had that the media should do a better job. That's the key. Of showing the what is going on whether it's people fleeing a war torn, torn area or people fleeing communism maybe the media should be do a better job at covering that right. and if you want to have that discussion that's fine and that's great but you shouldn't be inhumane and to ridicule the people that were lost in this because oh they're just billionaires that could have everything you know what there's perspective in everything because you life know what you know what I went skydiving some years ago that's true. right I'm not a billionaire I'm not a millionaire but you know what? Somebody could be like, look at that privileged son of a bitch risking right. his life, jumping off an airplane. 
You know, right. people, thousands and thousands of people go bungee jumping. Oh, look uh, at that bungee could snap. You know, you just spent all that money bungee jumping, and there's people who can't have a right. you know a meal, and you just spent hundreds of dollars bungee jumping. You know, you 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 prick. No, everything is perspective, and 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 a tragedy is a tragedy. And I'm so sick and tired of this whole like you know tragedy kind of comparison. Right. No, it sucks. It's it's mm-hmm. when something like that happened, it just it's terrible across the board. And stop being so self-righteous that you think that, oh, by saying that, oh, these people aren't getting the attention these billionaires are. No, it sucks on both sides. Yeah, it's similar to, um, I think it was, I don't even know anymore now because the news cycle just is so constant. But I think it was last year or earlier, no, yeah, it was last year, when Eta Muchachita, that she was a social influencer, that she went missing and she was murdered by her by her boyfriend and, and then he killed himself. That they were they were influencers they were they were living like doing the the camper van life thing uh-huh. and all that and you know and, and look realistically speaking again as we just said the media coverage of it because that's what it comes down to it's the decision of who whoever these people are on high was like oh cover this right. right. And then the arguments all came out, and it's like, well, this girl's been missing for 24 hours, and it's national news. Oh, because she's white and she's blonde and blah, 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 blah. Why aren't we covering indigenous missing women and black women? They should be. You're right. They should be. But to the point, don't criticize that missing person, that missing white blonde girl, right? Because, number one, it's not her fault. Right. It's not about cover this at the expense of that. No, right. it should be. We need coverage for everything, right? And you know what else? And you know what else? And you work in media, so you would know. If people would not have been interested in tuning into this whole, um, they would have changed submarine thing. Change topics. They would have changed topics. If people were not clicking on whatever mm-hmm. website they go to get their news, trust me, it would on not the submarine have been the thing, it would have on day three, it would have dwindled to the bottom. Yeah. So well, if, bad choice of words. Oh yeah. <laughs> No pun yeah, intended. Yeah. Um, so if, if it wasn't getting the clicks and the the no, the, we wouldn't be talking about it. We, we wouldn't be talking about yeah, it right now. And the people would have not tuned in, and they would have moved on to something else. Right. Um, but you know what's so interesting about this, in terms of again the argument of um, of coverage and who what gets attention and what doesn't. That is nothing new. Oh, at all. That is absolutely nothing new. And the Titanic. Is a great example of ah, that. Look how we're bringing it full circle. So, so people, this is the learn section <laughs> of the show. Okay. Do you know about the RMS Lusitania? Well, I do because I know you. Okay. <laughs> if you would have not known me, do you know about the RMS Lusitania? No, I would not right. have. So known. you know about okay. the Lusitania because I've talked to you many times about it. Yes. Well, we when we were in LA. Well, we visited we, the Queen Mary, but, but, but we, we talked saw, about the right, Lusitania. Right. 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 So. For those of you who don't know me personally, one of my I have I have many very very big interests. Well, I think our listeners know you're interested in ocean liners. I am very yes. very much interested and knowledgeable about the history of ocean liners, and um, there is a lot of history of ocean liners. Um, there is an ocean liner model as we speak in our studio of the oh, Normandy, right. the Great Normandy from the French Line. Um, so I know a lot about this. So. Anybody who knows about ocean liners or um, anybody even who knows just about history, especially like World War One and World War Two history, will often talk about the sinking of the Lusitania. Mm-hmm. So the Lusitania was sunk. It was an ocean liner, just like Titanic. In fact, uh, the Lusitania was uh, a Cunard ocean liner. Still um, in business today. And uh, Titanic was part of the White Star Um Ocean Liner Company, the White Star Company, and they were actually rivals. Mm-hmm. 
the Titanic class, which actually was the Olympic class, and the Lusitania, Mauritania, Aquitania, those were like the trio of ships. They were competitors with, uh, with each other. So it was pretty much the same type of ship, and it was, again, a lot of wealthy people and people in steerage. There was right. no in-between. And um, the Lusitania was actually sunk in 1915 by a German U-boat. Uh, this was in the middle of World War One, mm -hmm. And um, the Lusitania sunk in 18 minutes. Whereas the Titanic sunk in two and a half hours, mm -hmm. the Lusitania sunk in 18 minutes. And as a result of it sinking... Um, so fast, the loss of life was oh, immense. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and tragically, like they weren't able to. If you think the Titanic had problems with the lifeboats, I mean, here this thing, the whole thing sunk in twenty minutes. Yeah, there was no time. And I mean, just think, the, the show is probably twenty minutes in. It's it, about twenty five minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so they already sunk yeah, from the time we started, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so people weren't able to get to lifeboats. The few lifeboats they were able to get in, the first uh, lifeboat they put in the kids. And okay. it was a fatal mistake because the kids, the boat, uh, the life uh, boat overturned, spilling all those children to My their deaths. Um, there were um, there were as many people that died on that um, sinking as the Titanic, um, and actually it was more in terms of proportion because there was less people on the ship. The okay. Titanic, but still like 1,500 people died. So it was a higher percentage of the general right, um, right, right, right. population of the ship. A horrible, horrible, horrible tragedy. But we never hear about it. If it would have been for me, would you have heard about it? Nope. And the, the sinking of the Lusitania was so important that it was that that eventually made the United States not be neutral anymore and join the fight in World War One. It was the sinking of the Lusitania. So this is something that has enormous historical, historical yeah. event. So why is it that the sinking of the Titanic is like is, the star of is uh, the, yeah. it's, you know, star movie, of a movie, movie yeah. after movie after movie? Because Titanic, the movie from with Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, that wasn't the first movie done of Titanic. No. There's been like five movies done of Titanic. Uh, it's just that that's the most popular one and the more recent one. And there's all these documentaries and there's people who want to go see it and all that. Why? Because the Titanic, back in the day, got the media attention that other uh, ocean liners and other um, other uh, sinkings did not. Because there, there was something very sort of romantically tragic about it. Mm -hmm. It was um, in its uh, maiden voyage. Oh, it was um, it was uh, the Astors, Rockefellers, like the top top you families, know families yeah. were there, and many of them died. Um, right. so, so that's newsworthy. It, it was newsworthy, but it, it 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 got a lot of attention. And after the Titanic sank, there were a lot of trials with a lot of people that were there. Like Ismay was on trial. Um, there were there was a lot of legal ramifications okay. uh, after the Titanic. And a hundred and eleven years later, we're still talking about it. Yeah. But we're not talking about other ones. Why? Because what's happening now, what everybody was complaining it's about, nothing it's nothing new. That's nothing always new. happened. There are certain things that just captivate audiences and, there's and no captivate people at, in reason. general. And there's a lot of factors as to why that happens. But it, it that's nothing new. Yeah. It's not late stage capitalism. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely nothing new. So I give that example of the Lusitania right. because it's 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 um it's comparable. It's, 
it's comparable, and I would even make the argument it had an even bigger impact because the sure. sinking of the Lusitania had an impact on World War One. On world events. Yes, yeah. on World yeah. War One. Yeah, 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 yeah. If the United States would have gotten into World War One, history could have been completely different. That's true. Right? And yet, unless you know about ocean liners or unless you know about history, yeah. you don't know about the Lusitania. So, and there's been a lot of other oh, maritime yeah, disasters uh, that don't get, you know, the Andrea Doria in 1952 that sunk in television, that it got rammed by a ship. And, oh, yes. And Again, sunk in. Things I know because of him. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> things I know because he has told so that me. That was the learn part of the show. That was definitely the learn part of the show. Uh, so I just wanted to bring something about, I want to, I want to change topics for a minute, but let's, let's actually, let's take a break. Let's go to a sponsor. And then we'll come right back. Oye, mi gente. Now, as you know, this summer, Pero Let Me Tell You is partnering with the Florida dairy farmers to talk about all the great benefits of dairy and, quite frankly, just the awesomeness that is dairy. And who better to talk about that with us than our guest today here, Diane Smith. She's the Director of Marketing and Partnership at Florida Dairy Farmers. Thank you so much for joining us, Diane. Hey, thank you so much for having me. So, you know, being that June is uh, National Dairy Month, you know, obviously we all know about the benefits of dairy, but I think one of the unsung heroes, especially when we're talking about the Florida dairy farmers, is how they are just really are sustainable and the care that they put into the environment, right? Yeah, I think that's one of the big misconceptions about the dairy industry. There's just so much information out there and so much of it is wrong. But, you know, we're an association, um, you know, nonprofit organization, representing the dairy farmers, and we're charged to, you know, getting the truth out there and the actual facts. And the dairy farmers are committed for caring for the environment, you know, making sure that they're improving. It's a continuous improvement process about making sure that the land that they, they have, they live it better than when they first got it, because most of them are generational uh, really? you know, farms. Absolutely. I would say that probably over 85% of all the farms here in Florida are multi-generational. Wow, that's crazy. So we're talking about, you know, families that have a very long history of, of not just being part of, you know, the, the world of dairy, but also understanding what it means to, to care for that land and to, to really give back to the land that has given to them. They sure do. And, you know, they, they're proud that they are feeding the state of Florida and beyond, right? They, they're feeding their neighbors, they're feeding, you know, their communities. And not only are they trying to be as sustainable as they can and continuing to improve, but they also are proud that they're giving you something nutritious and it's also delicious. Well, they should be because that was right on both counts. So, you know, what are some of the ways that they are really, you know, practicing that sustainability? And again, I know, hello, we're in Florida. If we don't take care of our environment, right, where <laughs> many of us are at sea level. So we definitely understand the impact of environment. What are some of the ways that they are, you know, on a daily basis, kind of taking that into account? Sure. So what they're doing is they're optimizing their water usage. Right? There's a lot of water being used at the um, at the farms, but they're actually recycling that water up to four times. So, you know, they use it, of course, to feed the cows. The right. cows need water to Love produce the milk. <laughs> then to keep the, that water, uh, that milk cold, right, when it's being um, going into the tanks. So it stays at a nice, even um, cold temperature. Then they're also using it um, for cleaning, of course, the stables and uh, also to water the crops. So there's lots of different ways that they're utilizing it. They always have like retention ponds where they're collecting rainwater so they can reutilize it and recycle it. 
I love it. Not, not a drop goes to waste, right? I mean, and again. Absolutely. And they also improve the water quality of it by removing the nutrients that there might be. And then, of course, you know, we all know about this because we use it for our plants, but they're optimizing the utilization of the manure nutrients, right? They're not only using it to convert it into energy, which is great into biogas, but then they're also looking at ways as to how to change the diet of the cows so they can reduce the different uh, gas emissions and as well uh, promote sustainable agriculture. And also just finding just different ways as to how to um, keep um, improving and innovating and utilizing science to be more sustainable. That is absolutely incredible. And again, you know, th this is June is National Dairy Month. And I think so many times when we think about dairy, right, we think of the, the final product, obviously, for, for good reason. It's something sure. we all drink and enjoy, you know, from milk to cheese. But really, we, we really should be thinking about these farmers who are really giving it their all. Like you said, multi-generational families that are really doing everything to not just provide for us, but make sure that they're giving back into the, you know, the environment wherever possible. That's fantastic. Absolutely. No, another thing that um, they've been working a lot is also reducing food waste you know they're utilizing um, you know the cows are natural recyclers they have four stomachs so they can eat a lot of different things that um, humans cannot eat for example like orange peels here in florida we have a um, you know a good orange industry citrus industry and they're able to consume those orange uh, peels that uh, that is nutrient for them and it doesn't make the, the milk taste like orange, Aww. just so you know, <laughs> but it's something like that. But it's just, you know, they're able to consume a lot of different things like um, barley and all kinds of things that would end in, in the, um, the brewer's uh, grain when they make beer. They can eat that too. So it's something, all those things that would end up in a landfill that cows actually can use it, process it, and it's healthy for them and they like it. That's awesome. See, now I'm officially jealous of cows because I want to have four stomachs too. I want to be able to eat that much, right? So, um, you know, as we as we wrap up now, you know, I just want to direct all of you listeners, and again, thank you, Diane, for for coming by. You know, all of this information can, of course, be found on floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com because, of course. We're South Florida. We're all about Spanglish and, and English and Spanish and providing that information across the board to everyone. Absolutely. You know, we the last thought I guess I'll leave you is that if you want to drink Florida milk, just look at your gallon of milk. And there's always a plant code by the sell by date. And if it starts with the number 12, that means that that milk was processed here in Florida. So it's Florida milk. So please make sure that support our farmers. And thank you out there to all your listeners. And I look forward to talking to you guys some more. Yes, you heard it here, listeners. Look for the 12 by the sell-by date so you know you can know it's Florida milk. Thank you so much, Diane. Thank you. Oye, mi gente, it's June, and that means the start of summer. La playa, vacation. And it's also National Dairy Month. Makes sense. Ice cream, milkshakes, cheese on your burger and the barbecue. Okay, I'm about to start drooling all over this microphone. <laughs> no, claro that you're drooling. Pretty much all those summer favorites are made with real Florida dairy products. Okay, so that means that they're not only delicious, but also nutritious. And don't forget locally sourced. Okay, now I'm really looking forward to a Florida dairy summer. Bueno, in that case, visit floridamilk.com or lechedeflorida.com today for info on the benefits of dairy and more ways to enjoy dairy all year long. Also, don't forget to look for the number 12 under the sale by date on your gallon of milk. If it starts with a 12, it's Florida milk. 
and we're back. Yep, yep. So I wanted to bring something up because I, you know, I've mentioned this to you offline. During the pandemic, we saw all these people start with podcasts, left, mm-hmm. right, and center. And this, I believe it was this week or end of last week, Spotify announced that they are they're cutting back on their on their podcast uh, di- division. But one Anchor. of the, uh, I'm sorry. Anchor? Yeah. But one of the biggest things that they announced was also that they were ending their deal with Harry and Meghan early. Mm-hmm. They had signed a multi-year, multi-million dollar contract with no them. No more archetypes? No more archetypes. To create all this content and all these shows. As of the end of that contract, they had only delivered one show and I think like four episodes. Yeah, they had done. It had Beyonce, one of the Williams sisters, a holiday Mariah special. Carey. Mariah. It was like it was like five and a holiday special, or yeah, some very few. And I, I I bring that up because it's something that you know you and I talk about all the time. And I I'm just gonna I'm just gonna vent for a minute. I am very tired of people, and this is this is just me gonna be me. Coming into the podcast space thinking like, oh my God, I'm going to come in and I'm going to be a podcaster and I'm going to do this and I'm just going to have this and it's going to be great. You tell them. And then they start and it's fantastic. And oh my God, it's so fun. And then they're like, oh, but I have to do this all the time. Okay, I'll just do, I'll just, I'll just do two more. Well, now we're twice a month. Well, now we're once a month. Well, now we're going to be quarterly. Well, now we're going to be a holiday special. <laughs> you know, and it's just like... <laughs> now we're going to be at the same schedule as the Olympics. As the Olympics, right. It's like, oh, whenever there's an election, we'll just do a show. It, it's like... <clears throat> excuse me. And it really pisses me off, in, especially in this case. And I know you're, you're a fan of Harry and Meghan. I'm not, I'm not a non-fan of them. But they don't have anything else going on. So if they can't create content... But is it... Did they pull the plug because they didn't want to create content? They pulled the plug because contractually they had to produce a certain amount of content every year and they did not so it was a breach of contract it was a breach of contract essentially and they had to pay back the money so my thing to you i mean i i, I will i will pass it to you and say well i mean i i okay i i don't know anything about well, no, no, this. Not, not, not about the con- i'm not gonna ask I, about I'm, the contract I'm, i don't know anything about this you're you're i'm hearing this for the first time but i'm gonna go on a limb here and say that the shows that they did produce probably did not have that high of a rating of ratings. They probably if, didn't if, deliver the impressions. If they did that. Because if the if those four or five episodes that she did mm-hmm. would have been freaking hot like fire and blew the roof. Yes and no, because I'm not paying you for four episodes. If the contract says you gotta and I'm making it up, I don't know the terms of the contract. You have to give me eight episodes a year and you gave me four after two and a half, three years or whatever, like I'm sorry. I don't know. They give back the money. They had to give back the money. They had to. They, they didn't. They didn't comply with the contract. But my my what I, what I bring this up is number one to vent, but also to flip it back on you. And we've been doing this now for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Why do you think so many people? And I actually I will I will broaden or narrow the scope to say celebrities because I, again during the pandemic because no, also regular people right 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 but during the pandemic all these celebrities who were at home with nothing to do everybody had a everybody had a podcast and now with the writer strike and SAG around the, the corner you're gonna see that again everybody's gonna have a podcast about everything but what do you think it is about podcasting specifically that makes people go oh I could do that I can do that and so, and and then. Did get disillusioned because nobody Co- says I can make a movie. Couple of things, <laughs> couple of things. So as far as uh, Megan's uh, podcast archetypes, 
Um, I listened to all the episodes. I am a fan of Meghan Markle. No, no, uh, no surprise here. No surprise there. Um, I did not like the shows, not because of her. I thought they were highly produced. And I just, it, it, they were, did you ever listen to I didn't. Of them? So what do you mean by highly produced? Okay. So for example, the episode with Mariah Carey, mm-hmm. she'd be having a, a conversation with Mariah Carey and then two minutes into their conversation, then it'd be a voiceover. Oh, because when Mariah was a little girl, she blah, okay. blah, 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 blah. So it wasn't just then, an interview. Then they would cut, a, cut back to the interview and then they would speak for like another three minutes and then... Oh, because this got me voiceover. Because this got me thinking. Okay. Blah blah blah. I'm like, I don't want to hear. You just, know what? Just interview it her. It was so back, so so back and forth that it gave me like anxiety. Like, wow. I, it, I was like, but why? Like, just have a conversation, right. you know? Um. So it was very highly produced. I don't know how much she had in that or not. Well, but I'm sure they produced I, it. I, I didn't. I didn't care too much for it. Um. As far as the podcast thing goes. Look, I think that... I don't know if you feel like I feel, but... Podcasting is something that, in terms of the the equipment, the the actual... The actual tangibles... Okay, the startup cost of it. ...of doing a podcast is very easy. You just need a microphone. You need a camera if you want video. (laughs) Um, You need... I mean... It could be as complicated or as simple as you want. Mm-hmm. It's not something that's overly complicated in terms of production, in terms of to produce, Okay. right? right. So I think that everybody um, thinks that, oh, I could do this. And in, in terms of doing it, yes, you can right. do it. Theoretically, yes. Theoretically, you can do it. But here's where kind of the road turns. <laughs> um, and this goes back to maybe what we've talked about, we talked about at the beginning and... Um, well, we've talked about many times before here. Everybody in this day of day and age of social media, everybody wants to say something, even if they have nothing to say. Everybody wants to talk, even if they have nothing to say, right? right? Or even if they're just hashing out things that are not novel or um, just they want it, they, they want their two cents. Yeah, to quote Avita, they didn't say much, but they said it loud. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so... People think that they could do it because they do it on social media. They're keyboard warriors. But what they fail to realize is that if you want a podcast and you want an audience, you want that audience to grow. Even let's say you don't want to monetize it. That's not your goal. Mm -hmm. But you want your audience to grow and you want to do quality work. It's a lot of work. We put in a lot of work into this show. This show that you guys hear... Uh, for an hour, as every simple week. as it, as simple as it may sound, and, it is not. Yeah. We put in so much work into this. Um, you even put more work than I do because you're the one who books our guests and and does the calendar and stuff like that. It's a lot of work. I can't tell you guys how many hours go into just one episode a week and it's not only the episode it's social media posting um taking pictures um you know having a plan of what we're gonna do uh we, putting in know, the facetime at events it, i mean yes. that's yeah in our case we put over we put 48 out 48 friday episodes a year and plus all the hungando episodes it's a lot of work it's it's a lot of work and we say that all the time there's people that they they start out as like a vanity project like oh i'm cute we're fun we're fun we're going to have a podcast and we're going to have fun and it's like okay but are you going to do the work right are you going to do the work yeah your your first episode is going to be like yeah great we're having a lot of fun yeah then what are you going to do 3 4 episodes later right. and are you so it's it's 
it's difficult. It's something that seems easy por arriba, but it's not. Right. And if you want to do it right. Correct. Yeah. yeah so yeah. I think that's why you see so many people that, you know, start a podcast and then let me know that next year what you're doing yeah, with that podcast. If you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. If you're, I mean, we, we wish no, everybody well. We want you to do well, but but we've seen it happen many time and again. You know, it starts and it starts and it starts and it's got momentum. And then sometimes it's just a matter of life getting in the way. Because it does. If, it's not, if it's not your full-time job, of course. It, it does. But for you example, know? you and I, I mean, this is something that we tell people all the time when people come up to us and they're like, oh, what advice do you have to give to a podcast? And we always give the same advice. The most important thing is consistency. Mm -hmm. If you're going to do a show every week, then you do a show every week, rain or shine. If you can't do the show, then you figure out a way of, of producing, yeah. of getting content out. You have somebody else host your show. You yeah. record in advance. You do whatever you have to do, but you you take it seriously. And I think a lot of people just do it as a vanity project and as like something cute that they're going to do. And yeah. then they're like, oh shit, this actually contains work. Right. Like we have photo shoots, people, for like every season. <laughs> like we have branding. This is true. The we, shirts. The shirts. We own a font. This <laughs> We, we're stuck with orange. Oh, such a decision. <laughs> yeah, funny story, l listeners. I mean, as you all know, our logo is an orange. And we built the brand based on that logo. And when we first started, you know, I was the one who designed the logo. And I I, I think I did orange because it went well. With that with, picture. With the picture of the palm trees, right. which was our, our official logo. But I did not realize that that orange was just going to be part of everything, including Pink Pong Pollo. And everything is orange. And I'm like, I fucking hate orange. It's but here we are. Why couldn't I pick purple? Which but is like, here, a or, 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 or like a turquoise. No, orange. No, orange. We're orange. married with orange. So This is where we are now. So what else is going on? Well, I... I'm going to see. I'm, I'm saying I'm going to very quickly bring something up, but I know but it's not, it's not going to be quick. So I actually have something that's going to be of. Uh, you're going to find it very odd. So recently, are we going to talk about the Cooperstown? No. Recently, um, so our, our our beloved Miami Mayor Francis Suarez, oh, Potalita president, yeah, Ma president. Mayor Potalita announced he he wants to seek the candidacy for the Republican. We didn't talk uh, about this party. last week. We did not because we were at the beach. Oh, <laughs> at the beach we don't talk about Francis <laughs> no, Suarez. No, we don't talk about. We, there's no crypto at the beach. Crypto, bro. Um, but I'm going to say so. He was he was um, interviewed by George Stephanopoulos. Uh, I think it was last week, mm -hmm. and uh, I actually. I have to say, I kind of agree with something that Francis Suarez said. I saw an interview of him, too, and he didn't sound all that terrible, but go ahead. So, of course, the, anybody who announces their their intention for the Republican uh, nomination, as you know, as expected, is asked about Donald Trump. They have right? to talk about the big elephant in the room. Right, which, you know, irony, because, you know, Republican Party. Um, oh, ba-boom-boom. Boom. But, um... You know, when, they, when, when Stephanopoulos asked him about this, he said this, and I'm going to read a, a quote. I want to talk about Miami. I think if we continue to have a conversation about the former president, then the former president will be the nominee. This conversation is not a healthy conversation for the country. We should be talking about the issues that Americans care about. We shouldn't be talking about candidates being indicted. Now, I know it's a, it's a catch-22, right? Because on the one hand, it's like, well, you it's newsworthy and you have to talk about it and you have to mention it and blah, 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 blah. But I don't completely disagree with him where 
if I'm here to talk about what I can bring to the table, oh, yeah. no, and no, no, all no. you want to talk about is this other person, no, no, like, no, it's okay. You could agree with something that he says. Then it's, no, it's, no, 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 no. But I'm saying, but I'm saying, it, you know, again, God knows. In in all of our episodes, it's not like we're huge fans of Suarez, but you know, that makes total sense to me, who, and he's who, not who, wrong. right. But who built the, who built Donald Trump? No, no, fair who enough, fair enough, media. fair enough. The, right, but now the media is continuing. Right, Whoopi Goldberg says this all the time on the View. She does. Why are we still talking about him? Right, and you're talking about him by not talking about him. And we're still, and we're talking about him now too. Yeah, and we're talking about him too. We're part of the problem. We're part of the problem too. Right, but I just think it's fascinating to me that it's just one of those things where it's like, oh, I saw interviews with him too. You know, like it's like Voldemort, right? Where it's like he who should not be named, but by saying that you keep you keep building it and building it. Every single Republican nominee, um, whether it's Haley, Chris Christie, uh, anybody, uh, now him that I've seen being interviewed, all they talk about is Donald Trump. Right. So. You know what? What <laughs> it's the same thing. It's 2015, 2016, all over again, all over again. So it, I mean, it's the media again. So if 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 the media collectively decides that they're not going to cover him, or they're going to cover him as much as, as they need to, they need to right. in terms of news, news, right? Then it is. And and look, I think that they're doing a disservice. To these people that are running for president, because obviously I don't care for none of these people, but they are running for president. And a lot of people in conservative circles, you know, maybe like them, maybe they are a little bit more moderate. Are looking for an option. Are looking for an option. And if you don't give these people the platform to properly speak about what their, you know, what what their platform is, then it's a vicious circle. We're we're hamster in a... In the little wheel. In the little wheel. And, you know, I... I don't know. I don't know why he's running. He's oh, running. Well, that's a whole um, other question. There is different rumors why he's running. Um, I mean, look, he doesn't stand a snowball's chance in hell. I mean, I'm sorry. You, you, you know, you know what I'm. <laughs> you, you know, no, no, he doesn't. You know what I could totally see Donald Trump doing if Francis Suarez is able to get on the debate stage, Francis. You're may you're not really mayor of Miami. You're mayor of a little spot in Miami that only has like three hundred thousand people. Yeah, come on. Yeah, and he wouldn't be wrong. He wouldn't be wrong. He wouldn't yeah. be wrong. <laughs> you know, even even a broken clock is right twice. And a day. he'll be like, but bro, but bro, crypto, bro, crib, crypto, crypto, bro. How can I help? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell the country to stop being poor. That's gonna come back to haunt him, as it should. Yeah, I mean, as it should. I, if your response to people saying that they cannot afford the rent in your city is, well, they should just get another job or, or get a higher or get a higher paying job. You know, like if it was choosing between, you know, Granny Smith or Apple or Red Delicious. You know, let me Granny just get Smith, always. always. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder where the Apple gets that name from. Was there a Granny Smith? How old do I look? I don't know. Maybe no, no, because see, this is one of those things where then I'd make up an answer and I would say it and then you'd believe it and then you'd get mad at me for making up the answer. You and your stories. <laughs> <laughs> Granny Smith, I'll, you know, I'll never, ever, ever forget the first time I heard Granny Smith Apple. Who was it? Well, I mean, you're in Cuban. We didn't buy Granny Smith Apple. No, 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 no. Roja, digo. That's not Cuban. I mean, Cubans don't really eat apples, but you know, when we do eat apples, it's the red. It's the manzana roja. I'll never forget. So this is when I when I was in college, 
uh, well, high school. I started working there in high school, and then you know, I worked there for some time in college. I worked, remember, at the water metering yes. company, and most people that worked there were, you know, white. They were Caucasian, mm-hmm. and one of my coworkers, who I, you know, I became friends with, she. She wanted me to go to Publix to get some snacks. She's like, oh, make sure to get Granny Smith apples. And I was thinking, oh, is there like a little store next to Publix that's owned by Granny Smith who sells apples? Because I didn't know. I didn't know what Granny Smith You were looking for like a logo. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is this an apple place? Like by Granny Smith? Like a cute little, you know. I saw a lot of ginga. How do you say ginga in Spanish and English? Gingham. Gingham? Oh, gingham. Gingham. Um... I had no clue what Granny Smith apples were. So now I love Granny Smith apples. I do too. And Honey Crisps. Oh. Macintosh. Macintosh. If I got to go red, I'm going to go Macintosh because that's red and green together. The least favorite, my least favorite apple is red. Delicious, yeah. It's red, but it ain't they're that delicious. They're a little chalky. They're just they're grainy. They're just they're grainy. Yeah. 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 No, yeah. not a fan. Adios de de manzana. Or jugo de pera. De manzana. I don't like pears. You don't like pears. Pears, pears to me are the grainiest of all fruits. How can somebody not like pears? I don't care for the pear. Es una pera. I don't like pears. Oh my god! Listen, you know what? I like a lot of things in this world. I am not a generally picky Dude, eater. I'm allowed to not like pears. You cook down pear and you make it into a simple syrup and you add it to a pasta with a cream based sauce and you add blue cheese to it and pecans, oh no no wait a minute wait a minute wait a minute amazing. wait 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 i don't like eating a pear i like pear flavored things what are your favorite fruits <laughs> <laughs> oh i know what your favorite fruit is kiwi. i do love the kiwi oh. a good kiwi there's nothing like a good oh, kiwi i do love a kiwi I do love a kiwi. You just kind of you, you kind of take the little the top fruit off. Or the New Zealander. Both. <laughs> Both. I, I enjoy a good New Zealander. I don't know where this is going. But yeah, you just you, you, you cut the little top off and then with a little spoon you scoop it out and you eat it like if it's like its own little bowl. What? Mi abuela, that's how she would eat the kiwi. You know how the kiwis is oval, right? So you cut the top, right? And then you get like a little teaspoon and you just. Wait, you did eat they it? have kiwis in Cuba? No, like, Nino. I have a soccer match. Oh, the kiwis? No, no, no. Lo que en Cuba comía mucho era mamoncillo. 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 Y mamoncillo chino. Yeah. They made it a point to tell you it was Asian. El mamoncillo chino. El mamoncillo chino. I've never heard of any other ethnicity of mamoncillo, by the way. El mamoncillo italiano. Right. Like, you've never heard of, like, I had mamoncillo mongoliano. Like, I've never heard that. El mamoncillo unguriano. Uruguayo, you know? Like, no, you. it's always a mamoncillo chino. So, no, and I, you know what's so funny till this day? If you're in a car with, like, a crazy older Cuban that you're driving down the street, mira, Fulano en la esquina vendiendo mamoncillo. And it's like, okay. Okay, great. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> so Mamoncillo was really big in Cuba. It's a Caribbean thing. It is a Caribbean thing. It is a Caribbean <laughs> thing, apparently. But, uh, what's your favorite fruit? Do you like a good strawberry? <laughs> I do, but I have issues with strawberries. Really? Because they, 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 they tend to ripen too quick for what they cost. So it's a it's a, a dollar and cents type yes, thing for yes, you. Yes, yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, like I can't eat all the strawberries in that container. <laughs> but like, but if you don't eat them within like two days, yeah, they're bad. Oh well, I talked to you about this the other day, but I don't talk. I don't think uh, I talked to you about it in the podcast uh, a couple of months ago when I, I had the epiphany that for Cubans, and I, I don't oh, know if this is for all. I think you might have said folk, this on the show, but I, uh, I don't think I said it on the show for Cubans. A lime is a lemon. Yeah. 
It doesn't matter if it's if it's. But it, Cubans it, don't have yellow lemon. No, but the lime to them is un limón. Es un limón. Right. Es un limón. Not a lima. Because a lima, lima is what you use for your nails. And it's funny because like a lot of things, there were a lot of things that happened previously that I didn't put two and two together. Like I distinctly remember one time my dad being here mm-hmm. at the house and I was cooking. And I told him, Papa, vean poli y tráeme cinco limones. Y te trajo cinco lima. Right. He brought me five limes. <laughs> but I didn't put two and two together. Right. I was like, you just brought me a lime. I told you lemon. Right. I didn't figure it out at that point. And um, then, yeah, I eventually figured it out. It's like, to them, yellow lemons don't exist. No. That didn't make it to the island. It didn't. Which is weird because they grow there. <laughs> yeah. That didn't make it to the island. But then what is so crazy is that they call lemonade limeade. Cubans make a lot of lemonade. But they don't call it limonada? They call it limonada, but it's really limeade. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. This is a whole different flavor at Sonic's. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the same thing, people. Un limón y una lima are not the same. No, una lima is what, yeah. Yeah, a lima is what you, it's a nail file. It's a nail file. Right, right. It's like, no, a lemon and a lime. They don't even taste the same. They so, really wait, don't. Wait, wait. So what do they think Sprite is made out of? It's lemon and lime. Oh. They don't understand the taste of lime. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it's so, so listeners, if you want to trick, like, I don't know if this is a case with other, like, Caribbean countries. Like, if this is happened with to Puerto Rico yeah. or Dominicans, I don't know. But with Cubans, if you want to, like, give your family members, like, obviously the older ones. Yeah. You know, you really want to confuse them. Get a lemon and get a lime and be like, ¿Cuál es un limón? And watch their heads explode. <laughs> They'll be like, pero. Lojo. Lojo. <laughs> so what's my favorite fruit? Well, I'm going to be basic and say, you know, oranges. Like, who doesn't like orange? That's true. I like mango too, but oh, here's yeah. the thing with my fruit. Mango. I like fruit to be like almost frozen. Oh, okay. I don't eat r- fruit room temperature. Not even you know, a pear? No, everything has to be cold. You know me and cold. That's true. Cold house, cold water. Hey, are you sure you're born in the Arctic? <laughs> I like everything <gasps> cold. You know what to me is offensive? When you order orange juice somewhere, they don't put ice. Oh, that's just stupid. It's una falta de respeto. How are you not going to put oh, ice in my yeah, orange no, juice? Yeah, no, but who likes lukewarm juice? No, 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 no. All juices. So I really like, oh, oh, we're talking about our favorite fruit. Pero let me tell you. I know, I'm thinking of lukewarm juices. The worst, the worst. I like a good orange. (laughs) I love a passion fruit juice. You know what I love? I love me a good carrot juice. See, I don't like it by itself. But I, I like to add it to well, things. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. With, uh, like with, with apple or orange. Yeah, yeah. La zanahoria. <laughs> some some words are magical in they English. Sanahoria y griega. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not carrot. The translation of carrot is sanahoria. Sanahoria. <laughs> Why? No, it almost sounds like like a spell a witch would say to heal you. No, why? We say why. They say Y-griega. Because R-Y comes from Greece. So they, we should say Greek Y. Yeah. Why is it Greek? In English, it's not Greek. Actually, is Y even in the Greek alphabet? Because <laughs> you only have like the Omega and the Alpha and all that. Is it even part of the know. alphabet? Is it? 
Do we have any Greek listeners? I don't know. Yeah, our listeners in Greece. <laughs> Is there oh, no, wait. E would be a, an I. It'd be a Greek I. No, Y is Y. Yes, but if you translate it literally, E, Griega, uh-huh. la E is I, uh-huh. so it would be Greek I. Right, it's the, uh, right. It's the I that likes, you know, to go to Santorini, and, Gyros, and, right. and, oh, and uh, goes, Opa! <laughs> Wait, is this the John Stamos I? <laughs> no, you know what I just thought of? You know that episode, that little vignette in... Uh, <laughs> Family Guy, when the vowels are having a boardroom. Oh, that, the yeah. vowels are in a boardroom. And Y comes and in, y comes like, in on the cell phone. That Y should have been Greek. You would have walked in with a big mustache. If you know, you know. Oh, Two Lord. words that are great in Spanish: y griega y zanahoria. Yes. Don't no, for, how don't. do you say how do you say eggplant? Berenjena. Berenjena. Beren, that's another good one. Remolacha. Remo, remolacha is what? Uh, I think it's a turnip. A turnip. Well, I don't say turnip a lot. Of but it's a great word. Right. Like radish is rabano. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. That sounds like a very forceful vegetable. <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> vegetable translations. <laughs> Aji verde y rojo. Bueno, that's the same as it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Green and red pepper. Yeah. yeah. Eh. Melocotón. Oh. oh, that's a fun one. That's to a say. fun one. That's a fun one. It's like, like you're trying to be like all like cute, like I'm melocotón. 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 <laughs> that sounds like something you do to someone. Yes. Melocotón. <laughs> me melocoñaste. Me, me oye, oye, el otro día me encontré una jevita y melocotón. Melocotón. <laughs> oh my God. You know what I used to have so much growing up? Oh my God, my mom. Melocotón con corachi. <laughs> My mom would always be like, "Hi, niño, coge. Este va a ser el, el postre. And we should bring out, you know, Libby's melocotón with cottage cheese. You know what? It's like the fruit cup. It's not good, but it's good. It has a place in your heart. Yeah. 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 That fruit cup juice, that's like pure sugar. Eso es mío. I mean, there's no two ways about it. You might as well use that for your fucking pancakes. It's yeah. syrup. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Where's the line? Wait, I didn't say what my favorite fruit were. Oh, wait. Yes. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm a sucker for honeydew. Oh. I love me some honeydew and cantaloupe. I, that's one of the, You know what? I hate the fact that in Spanish they're all just melon. Yeah. Uh, I, that's another thing. That's another thing. I thought I melon. Un melon Which verde. one? <laughs> Which one? No, wait. No, because watermelon does have... Uh, oh, my God. Watermelon. I, I know the word for watermelon. No, melon. Well, I mean, technically, yes. But it has a... It, watermelon is such a pretty fruit. It is. I'm really weird how I eat my watermelon. I oh. like the part next to the like the shell that's like kind of whitish and has no flavor. That's the part of the watermelon that I love. Why? Because I'm me. Who hurt you? <laughs> that's like I, I. But there's a lot of people that are like this. I kind of like green bananas. Oh yeah. You that yeah, ban- it, that it's, banana it's sweeter. that banana has it's sweeter. No, mm. it's chalky. Wait. No, green bananas. Oh, if, green bananas. Oh, okay, if, okay, if okay. That okay. banana has one freckle. Nope. Oh, uh, that's true. It. Yeah, you're not you're... having it. No, no, no. And I see these people eating these brown bananas, and I'm like, pero que tu hace? Yeah, no, 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 no. That's when you have to make them into maduros. Yeah. Oh, at that okay. point. Bueno, all this fruit talk is making me. It's making me thirsty. Thirsty. <laughs> so, right. so you want to go first? Or yes. you want me to go? Okay. So I'm going to give my last soda to Ted Lasso. 
Oh, so I started watching Ted Lasso this week. I know it's old. It's like on season three. <laughs> it's nothing new. It just ended um, really. It, yeah, it just really ended. Um, but I did start watching it. And you know what? That show. I mean, I'm not seeing anything new, anything that hasn't been said before, mm-hmm. but it really is a, a feel good show. Absolutely. And I feel that that character, we should all strive to be like him. I agree. I agree. Like he's just a genuine person. If everybody was like Ted Lasso, like the world would be such a much better place. Yeah, that's so true. Like it's great. It's a feel good show. So you know, I feel we need more television shows like that. Just more content like that. Yeah. It's a feel good. And I, I loved in I think the fifth or sixth episode of the of the season. Well, they asked the main lady, they asked, he asks her, so what's your first concert and your best concert that you've ever been to? Do you remember her answer? Bobby Williams? No, she goes Spice Girls. She goes Spice Girls, Spice Girls. But then, then there's a later episode that was great because they, uh, they're doing a fundraiser. Oh, yes. And... Um, they're having like a, an attack. Like they're all panicky and they're like, oh my God, our headliner has canceled. Robbie Williams has canceled. And Ted Lasso was like, who's Robbie Williams? <laughs> and I was like, that's great. And and the dialogue, it's like the references are like one yeah, after another. Right like yeah. you have to really keep up, but it's a great feel good show. So for that one person who listens to us who has not watched it, because I feel everybody has watched this yeah, show. Yeah. Make sure to watch it. It's a feel-good show, and um, you'll really laugh. It has a lot of heart. It really does. It really does. I, I like. Uh, it's a Bill Lawrence show. He did Scrubs and Cougar Town, yeah. so I, I really enjoy his work. So um, again, we're in the middle of Pride Month, so I'm going to continue my string of last sodas to uh, members of the LGBTQ plus community. This week, I'm going to give it to Micaela Antonia J. Rodriguez. Now, some of you may know her better as MJ Rodriguez. She starred as Blanca Evangelista in the FX TV series Pose. And as a result of that, she was the first transgender woman to earn an Emmy Award nomination in a major acting category. And she also won a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a television series drama. And, you know, she continues to do work on TV, but she's also starred um, in a, a California production of Little Shop of Horrors in the role of Audrey. So... She's also done some recording. And so this is someone who has, you know, just really gone after her dreams and and not, you know, let the obstacles that that were placed in front of her, you know, from society really, you know, stand her up. And it's nice when we have, excuse me, it's nice when we have, you know, recognition across the board and people just look past and see the work. And and she's definitely somebody who's, I, I just think she's an, a treat to watch. And uh, hopefully it's just the first of many nominations that are to come. Micaela Cebotto. Micaela Cebotto. Cebotto. Yeah, yeah. Great song. I cannot remember the rhythm right now, but yes, 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 yes. No, no, when he said Micaela, I was like, yeah, you're like, whoa. I was thinking of the song. So, yes. Anyway, well, everybody, we hope you listen, laughed, and learned. And as always, remember to grab your patelito, your croqueta, and your cafecito. If you are in the Miami area, we have two pop ups this weekend. Yes. Two chances to catch us. Saturday, we are at Unseen Creatures. And Sunday, we are at Exit One Tap Room down in Florida City. Follow us at Pink Pampollo MIA. This week, we will have a new flavor our Ooh, yes. hot honey wings with cool ranch dipping sauce. Yes. And we also do it as a sandwich. Which, which I'm actually very much looking forward to try that. Yes, yes. You just had it, right? It was yeah, no, I, no, no, no. I mean, as a sandwich. Because well, I, so I had no, the wings. The wings the were wings. delicious. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, you did the taste test. So yes. anyway, everybody, have a great weekend. And for those of you fans, we have uh, a little convo with Tristan coming up. Yep.
Pero Let Me Tell You is co-hosted by Darian Borges and Ismaeliano, produced by Ismaeliano, and our theme, Pero Let Me Tell You Freestyle, is composed by Michael Angelo Lomlaplex, the official gay guy. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on iTunes. Hey, Mr. Tristan Atticus Borges! Can you now see on like how I talk into the microphone like this now, um, uh, whispering? Well, no. Well, we can't see it because it's an audio medium. <laughs> I thought it was a normal video. I thought you were. No, 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 no. We were that. recording earlier, like for the the our stuff, so we could have some stuff to show on the Instagram. But we don't record. Oh. Yeah, yeah. We don't record the whole thing. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to get your your hopes up, get you all excited. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Before we go any further, though, I have to say, I think there's something we need no, to do. No, I think we should do it at the end. You think at the end? Yeah. All right. All right. So, in that case, sir, you are now on summer vacation. Yippee! Woohoo, right? That means that you're gonna you're staying up extremely late. Uh, one o'clock in the morning. Okay. But... On, on weekdays. On, on weekends. Week... Unlimited time. Unlimited time? Damn. And, and I keep on forgetting to speak in the microphone. I know. <laughs> He's like so comfortable here. He's like, I'm going to lean back and relax. Sorry, I need to like move No, this. Chico, no, no. It's this. You got to move closer to, the, oh. to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you've been on how many episodes now and you still are, are learning how to use the microphone? <laughs> Come on. And I've literally been on here since like 2018. Yeah, well, you've been here a long ass time. Maybe 2019. I don't know. I don't remember. So what I was going to was, you know, you were, uh, I know for a fact that last night you couldn't sleep. You were up kind of late. 5 a.m. And you watched. Yeah, you were up until 5 a.m. But you were up until 5 a.m. watching what some consider a classic teen comedy. I was up. No, I was watching that movie to, from like 2.30 to like 4. Well, yeah, but then you fell asleep at 5. You know, you had to wind but down But like from bit. like, I went to bed at like 12 or something. And you popped well, up. No, no, no. I, I, when I tried to fall asleep, it was like 1 o'clock. Okay. One to like two thirty a.m. Then I came downstairs, watched the movie. Well, part of it because it was already like thirty minutes in. Oh, okay. And, and then at like four, four twenty maybe, mm-hmm. I finally went upstairs and I couldn't sleep for like another like fifty minutes. Oh, okay. Not fifteen, fifty. Five oh, five oh, five zero. Yeah. Yeah. I fell asleep for like five. But you watched Ten Things I Hate About You, right? Yeah. That was my. Did you like it? Yeah. Now, okay. What did you like about it? Because, again, this is a movie that came out way before you were born. 1999. Yeah, that's that's way before you were born. I mean, that was only two years after we graduated high school. So that movie, <laughs> that movie's like, I think, 24 years old or so. Um, what did you think of it as somebody who is of another generation? Did you like it? I don't like being Gen Z. It's too cringe. But you're... Look, look at all the <laughs> look at all these um TikTok like um little um TikTok um Gen Z like um TikTok dancing woman out there. Well, not like little girls. A majority of the girls in my class before summer, mm-hmm. like six of them, right. six out of the nine. No puedo hablar, señores. No, I see that. You're having, like, you're having issues talking. Do you need water? Do you need a Heimlich maneuver? What? If, if, if you see me like that, you, you know what to expect. But the, the, I don't think the audience does since they can't hear me. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> it's very hard. It's an audio medium, dude. Beep, beep. <laughs> uh, so, okay, fine. We're not going to call you Gen Z, but you are of, of an, uh, you're of a different generation than I am. 
I think that's fair to say, right? Yes. Okay, great. So, did you enjoy the movie? Ten things yes. I hate about you. What did you like about it? I don't know. You don't know, but good, you liked though. it. How do you not yeah, know? Yeah, um, uh, um, eh, um. Why is now that I realize the microphone is literally called X-Pix? I have no idea. It's been there in front of your face the whole time, sir. Yeah. For a whole whopping four, five years. Yep. Well, no, this is a new, this is a new, um. Little filter thingy. Oh, yeah, yeah. So that may be why you haven't you haven't been looking at it that long, not that long, not that <laughs> long. Big boy microphone. <laughs> exactly. All right. Okay, so. here's one thing I have to say. Okay. I remember in the last episode, and I was like talking about doors. Mm-hmm. I said plant of veritas veritas. Mm-hmm. I was wrong. It was herb of veritas. Look, I, I look. I actually knew. Okay, why am I moving, like, my body parts like it's actually real life? I have no idea. I don't know. It's just a habit. <laughs> like, I actually know, like, what it was called. But I forgot. I was forgetting a few st- things that day. It sounds Happens weird. Happens to the best of us. Yep. <clears throat> All right. So. I'm the naranja orange peel. Is that the rind? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's nice because it's, you know, citrus and it smells good. Like, who doesn't like the smell of orange? <laughs> Orange candies are not good. I disagree. An orange lifesaver is great. Overrated opinion, but I don't like too many orange candies. Except orange Skittles. Those are good. See, I don't like... In general, I don't like Skittles. They're too chewy for me. Like, I prefer just like a hard candy that I can just like, you know, crunch in and and call it a day. Ew, ew. (laughs) So, you know... I just, I'm not a Skittles fan. Yeah. But, okay, you don't like any orange candies, really? Well, again, an orange lifesaver is so good. I don't like most. I'm sorry. I thought, I thought, I thought we got along on a lot of things, man. Now I find this out about you. What else don't I know about you, sir? I don't like lemon candies. Oh, you know what? It's bitter and sour. I'm with like you. It. I'm with you. I don't like it. I only like them as, I like, um, like, for throat, like, like Again, only lemon Skittles are good. Only lemon. Again with the Skittles. I like Skittles. You like, uh, clearly you like Skittles. Uh, I like yeah. M&M's are better. Uh, oh, M&M's well, yeah. are better. Well, I mean, it's chocolate. What's well, I, I literally said I like M&M's are better. That yeah. doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> no, that's how much you like them. You had to say all of it. <laughs> you had to just get it all out of your system so people would know. Uh oh, I think he's got lockjaw again. I don't know. Something's happening there. It's like, ow, ow, ow. all I'm hearing is noises. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know what's happening here. But you know what? I do know. What? It is someone's birthday today. Yippee! Yeah, whose birthday is it? It's the one. The one? The only. <laughs> the one, the only. Why, why am I acting like I forgot his name? I know his <laughs> name. It's it's Lincoln. It so yeah, Lincoln. happy birthday, Lincoln. Shout out to you. Yes, absolutely. And, and I think Lincoln's having a party this weekend, right? Yeah, the movie theater. Oh, it's at a movie theater? Yeah. Oh, cool. What are they going to watch? Transformers, I think. Oh, that's true. There is a new Transformers movie out. Yeah, uh, Rise of the Rise of the something. I don't know. There's always a rise of some type of movie. Can we do a thing. poll on this, like... Um, uh, on this podcast? I mean, we can, but there's no way to know because there's no the way to... The comment section? 
Uh no, because no they don't leave comments on the on the audio stuff. They do on the YouTube, but not on the. Well, they can on YouTube, but not on like iTunes or Google Play. Okay, whatever. Which one do you all think is better, Doors or Rainbow Friends? Okay, well, you heard it there, guys. I don't think most of our listeners know what either of those are. <laughs> well, the, for the people that don't know, but, um, Roblox Doors or Roblox Rainbow Friends? Just, okay. just so they're both me. Roblox games. Yeah. Okay, so and, but Doors is the one that you like. Yeah. Per, mostly. And then Rainbow Friends is the one that you think is a little womp womp. Doors is the W here. Doors is the, the W. Uh, doors for the W, Rainbow Friends for the L? Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm not saying Rainbow Friends is a bad game, mm-hmm. which has two chapters. So just two? That's it? Yeah. Oh. Chapter one. It's it's not good. No. <laughs> I think chapter two is pretty decent. Yeah. How many chapters does Doors have? Zero. Oh, so it, it's not it's not a it's not a chapter game the same way. No. Oh, okay. Okay. It has floors instead. I swear to God, it's been ten months. Ten months since Doors is released. It released August 10th, 2022. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm still... It's a habit, okay? Um, <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. It literally released August 10th, 2022. Ten months ago. Mm-hmm. And it's only gotten one update. That's it? Well... That seems very Well, it's insane. gotten several, like... Oh. UGC items. Mm-hmm. You know what that is? No, I have no clue. Well, uh, um, so basically in Roblox, there's these things called UGC items. Is it even recording? It is recording. Oh, okay. There's these things called UGC items, which are just stuff to put on your avatar. Oh, is that user-generated content? Is that what UGC stands for? I have no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, they've done that, but that... I'm only gonna count, like, the major updates, so... Okay. Well, they've done two, but one of them was literally the April Fool's update, so I don't even know oh, if I should count. count that. Nah, it's April Fool's. Womp womp. But it was, like, a huge update. Oh, really? Yeah. Not one. All right. Hope well, the plus update was still better. Okay. Well, sir, it's always a pleasure to have you on. And I look forward to welcoming you back again. I hope it's at the end of summer. And you can tell me about all of your adventures that you had on the summer, on your summer break. I hope that you rode a horse, took a rocket to the moon, swam with some mermaids, and maybe, just maybe ate some pizza (laughs) all right tristan thanks as always for swinging by my friend all right we'll see you again later all right okay pizza